Hey, what's up, podcast world? Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Today's episode is named Contextuals, about uh, my school and professional career. Um, it slips my mind what I actually called it. But uh, anyways, today I'm getting into a little bit of background on um, you know my high school, university, and then my career. Basically, uh, to give you, like the, the name suggests, some context on who I am in this world and in this part of my life. Um, how it came to be the way it was and is. And specifically what that means is how did my mindset go from what it was to what it, to how did it become, hey, I need to get the hell out of this job. I'm very unhappy. I need to go find something else. Uh, It was a pretty big shift, obviously. So I get into a little bit of that background as well as just to give you some more information about who I am. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Hello there, sir. Or is it ma'am? Or is it otherwise? How are you? I'll wait. No? Don't feel like talking? Okay, I guess I'll do the talking here then. Um, Nice to have you. Um, Thanks for tuning in and listening. This is Navigating with Zaki Ahmed. Um, Episode 3, which is right in line in the Contextual series. It is the first in the Contextual series. Let's just be clear. Um... Today I'm talking about my professional career life and, um, you know, school life as it relates. So I guess education, background, and um, professional career. Just to give you a little bit of context on who I am and why I talk about the things that I'm going to talk about in future episodes. Um, It's basically kind of like a reference. If you are listening to podcasts down the road and I'm talking about something and uh, I'll probably refer to this contextual series i just did air quotes you can't see it but i did air quotes contextuals series i'll probably refer to it quite a bit uh down the line because i think uh as i mentioned in the intro episode for the podcast uh, i think it's something that's really missing in a lot of ways uh in our communications with each other in society and not only in careers and whatever and the professional space but just in general i think a lot of people don't really understand the background that other people are coming from and it's a tough thing to do. It's tough to take the time, uh, let alone put in the effort. So I understand that it's kind of missing in a lot of ways, but uh, whatever I can do about it, I'm going to do about it. And this is one of those things. So that's why I have what I call the contextual series, where I'm trying to give you a little bit of context on who I am and a little bit more about my background in different uh, areas of my life and different capacities. Um, so... As I mentioned, today is uh, education and whatnot. This is a big one for me. Excuse me. That was a weird burp. Um, It's a big one for me because it's kind of obviously been the focal point of my life for so long. I think it is for most people, uh, their their education and their their careers. Uh, But for me, it really just kind of erupted recently when I um, decided to make some pretty drastic changes. So uh, I'll tell you right off the bat. If you don't know much about me already, uh, in early 2018, I had had enough 
of my uh, corporate position as an engineer in oil and gas, and I pulled the plug. I didn't have a plan. I just said, you know what? My mental health is suffering. My performance is suffering. I need to do something else. I need to be somewhere else. I need to find um, what resonates with me as a person. And I left. And um, it took me a year and a half to start this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been doing a lot since then. But uh, anyways, I'll get to that. But just so you know, kind of where we're going. It's a little bit of a bird box situation. I'll tell you the ending, a little bit of it, and then we'll get to it together. That doesn't really make a lot of sense, but anyways. Um, for this episode, you may notice me pausing from time to time, as I have already a few times. And there is a very simple explanation for that. I hope you don't mind the pauses, and I hope you're okay with a few moments of dead space. I feel like there's like some radio producer somewhere whose head is exploding. Like, this is not acceptable for the radio. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, um, if you know that guy, just, you know, tell him. It's cool. It's all good. Like I said, this one's a big one for me, which means that I was slightly taken by it. Um, I don't know how to explain taken, but I've been procrastinating on it a little bit. And today I was out and I have a couple hours. So I was like, today I'm doing it. I have to do it. So I pulled my car over. And uh, you know what? I was feeling a little, I was feeling in the mood. So I grabbed a little Frosty and I'm eating the Frosty. As I'm doing this. So the pauses are just me taking a little ice cream. So, hey, have some fun with it, you know? Um... Uh, anyways, look down and it's been, wow, several minutes already, so let's get right into it. I was, um, to give you a little background on how I got into the headspace that I got into, not so much like the positions, because I mean, that's pretty easy to explain. I went to Foundations for the Future, Charter Academy. Shout out, FFCA. From the 5th grade to the 12th grade. Um, before that, I went to Ecole King George, which is a French immersion. So I went until grade 4. And then um, this charter school opened up, and my mom, you know, wanted to get us into uh, a little bit more of a... I don't I, I, I won't speak for her. She had her reasons. She put us into a program. One of the reasons I know is because our French was getting really good, and our English was not getting really good. So... Uh, became a, an English focus, which was good. Um, it was also it was a challenging school, but when you're in a class of 25 kids, um, it has its nuances. So, anyways, um, FFCA took grade 12. I went to U of C for university. Originally applied for biosciences, switched into engineering in grade 12. And did mechanical engineering, um, considered civil engineering very strongly, but my first summer job, I was highly rec advised. I was highly advised. I was advised by many to do mechanical engineering, so I did mechanical engineering with a um, Mead minor, which is a minor in entrepreneurship. And then during my internship program, it, um, between third and fourth year, I actually decided to switch into a petroleum miner. So 
graduated in 2010 with a mechanical engineering degree from UFC with a petroleum minor and internship program. Um, I worked straight out of university for the same company I did internship with, and I spent uh, six months in the office before moving to the field for two years. I spent uh, so two years doing um, operations, engineering, and commuting back and forth to Calgary um, on the weekends. Came back to Calgary about 2013, and my role evolved from operations into fully uh, exploitation, where I worked uh, over that time, you know, different assets, smaller non-core assets, and then moved into like a resource play type uh, role. And, um, and then finally 2018, I was, I was out of there. So how did I get to the, the headspace that I got to? Well, it all started on April 22nd. 1987, 7.57 a.m., I was born. Okay, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Um, geez, it might start raining. Hopefully that doesn't affect the audio here. But um, Okay, really, really, I think I, I would start, like, the story kind of in high school. And in high school, I was, I was, you know, I sat atop my class in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different things, and... Um, you know, between academics, athletics, you know, president students union um, for like four years because the the school grew as I moved up, like as our class went up from grade nine, 10, 11, 12, we were always the oldest kids. So it's a pretty unique situation and it was pretty easy to be like, for example, the president for as long as I was because you were the oldest kids in school. Um, and uh, I did that captain a, bu- a bunch of teams I loved you know volleyball basketball I, it was um, after school activities kept me busy I volunteered a lot through my community and uh, a little bit outside but uh, I built a pretty robust resume with you know good grades and all kind of accolades and things like that in hindsight I know that I was a very not very I became a bit of an entitled sort of person I was uh, I expected perfection for myself as well I, I I just, you know, and I did it kind of with like, I don't want to say no effort, but like I didn't have to devote all of my time to academics to excel in academics or athletics, et cetera, et cetera. I, I can't say that I actually excelled at everything I did, but, you know, I, I got the, I got the grades, I got the, the captain C and whatever. So, um, that leads to a lot of um I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not so much entitlement, but it's there's a little bit of arrogance for sure that comes with it. Um uh, so yeah, I, there was some arrogance at at play and people used to call me humble and parents really liked me because I was such a nice boy and set a good example. I was well behaved, etc. Maybe one day I'll tell you about, one day we can talk about humility. Okay, it's raining. I'm a little worried now that this is going to fuck up my audio. Okay, hold on. I got to pause. Da, 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 da. I'm back. You probably didn't even notice that I'm back because 
I guess when you string these recordings together, they just sound like nothing happened in between. Wow, technology. So, of course, I go find somewhere that, uh, you know, there's not going to be impacted by the rain, and uh, it kind of stopped raining, so thank you, Calgary, for that, but anyways, I don't know if you could, uh, I don't know if you noticed that sound reference, that's, uh, that's my Bill Murray impression from uh, Space Jam, you know, and he, uh, he somehow magically and way too conveniently shows up at the, uh, the basketball game against the Monstars, like, with like 10 seconds left. He has a jersey on, and, you know, he somehow managed to get through the golf hole and whatever and show up miraculously exactly when they need, like, a fifth player. I just thought I needed some kind of sound to transition me into this next part of the podcast. So uh, that just came to mind, so I just gave you a little Space Jam reference. So, uh, you know... I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Um, anyways, where were we? I think we were talking about, um, you know, arrogance and humility on my part. And uh, it was, what, during high school. Uh, so I will say, I think that's a topic for another day that I could really get into, and I just might. Uh, as in, you know, humility and what it's meant to me over the years and um, how I've kind of come to appreciate it differently. Uh, but anyways... Um, I was a little bit of a shithead in high school, um, and I graduated, uh, you know, valedictorian, gave that speech, and hey, something else I might be able to talk about one day, but um, spoke about things in hindsight that, you know, really weren't quite um, raw. They weren't very raw and real and whatever, and I think if I, if I could advise me, if I could advise high school graduation me today, I would give him very different advice and advise him to, to, to deliver that speech and whatever very differently. But anyways, uh, I went to the university with a full scholarship. Uh, that was a blessing and, uh, and, uh, I was very fortunate. Um, I had a great resume. Uh, so I went to UC on a full scholarship. I worked summer times between uh, first and second year, sorry, first, second, and third year. So two summers. And then, you know, like I said, did internship, uh, for my fourth year in university, I lost the scholarship. So there's a requirement that you maintain a certain grade point average. And, uh, you know, there's other things, you know, you know, be involved in volunteer and things like that. But it was the GPA that killed me, believe it or not, uh, because I just couldn't quite cut. I couldn't quite cut the mustard. I think that's the saying. It might be cut the bacon. It might be cut the turkey. It might be cut the beef. I'm not sure. But how do you cut mustard, anyways? It's a weird saying. Um, yeah, I lost the scholarship in fourth year. Fortunately, I again was lucky lucky enough to have some income and, uh, you know, it didn't throw off my, my fourth year in a, in a massive way or anything like that. But, uh, university was really tough for me, uh, just from the perspective of, uh, lifestyle shift. Um, I wasn't quite ready for, for what was coming because the high school that I went to, as I mentioned, you know, it was pretty small. I was a class of 25 and the entire high school was, you know, 75 kids. So, uh, we shared a campus with a junior high and you don't get a lot of, uh, the quote unquote typical, high school life, um, where you're exposed to, you know, being, uh, 
um, you know, having less attention from the teachers, uh, for one and, uh, things like that. But, um, I just, I just don't think I was, I don't think I was mentally, I wasn't mentally ready. I could say that, but, um, it was challenging for me. Um, and I'm not even talking about like the whole GPA type losing scholarship challenge. It was just, I, you know, I, I, I didn't have the best, uh, study habits. And, um, as I mentioned, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have to put in, you know, maximum effort and be really super challenged in, in academics in high school. So, um, a gift and a curse, right? Because then you go to university and, uh, you don't know how to be challenged or, um, I don't know if that's even the best description for it, but the response to, um, academic challenge was, um, very different. You know, I'd visit teachers and TAs, but I was not a very good study group person. I studied alone for the most part and, um, it's not the most effective way to be, but it led to a lot of like depression, not severe. I wouldn't say severe. It, it was just, I was definitely closed off. Um, I would study, I would go to class. I didn't miss class. Um, and then study and find an excuse to, you know, go somewhere else and study some more. And I was always in dark corners and things like that. So that was university me. And, um, I was introduced to the workforce in internship after third year. And that was also a little bit of a shock because I got to know people like older than me, you know, and outside my community where, you know, things like kindness and integrity and, um, you know, ethics are not preached. I'm not saying that these people were not ethical, kind people. I'm just saying that it wasn't like a foundation of the, the, uh, the community that's built. So if you build a community around ethics, it's going to look very different from building a community around, um, money, for example. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to describe this situation that I was in exactly, but just as an example, uh, your community stands to just be different. And, um, I fell into, you know, well, not fell into, I met people, um, that I hadn't socialized with ever in my life before that. Um, and it was, it was a little strange for me, but, um, no complaints, really. It was just a new experience, a little bit eye-opening. Um, I uh, started drinking around that time, and um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, put that on anyone else. It was, you know, my choice, and um, I got into it, you know, more and more from that point onwards. And I don't think it ever became a problem. It it stopped in fourth year. Uh, because I went back to being that, uh, bookworm, but I uh, started working out in fourth year and, uh, became a little bit more social. You kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. So you're not quite as like, I don't know, sad, cut off from the world. And, uh, yeah, fourth year goes by, I graduate and, uh, enter the workforce. And it's kind of that same, you know, community 
or you know the different like people the different conversations different priorities uh than what i'm used to still even despite being on internship uh now i'm just one of the big boys at the table i'm not the the kid intern who people don't really take seriously but um being being in the workforce at that point i also did have to come to terms with the thought that you know what this is the rest of your life because that was the thought that entered my mind when i uh, was given a job offer um are you sure not are you sure but hey this is the rest of your life um because that was the mentality and as i grew up and as i'm sure most people did uh grow up like this was the this was the epitome of life you you go to junior high and you perform so that you can get into a good high school. You go to high school and you perform so you can do well on your diplomas and your exams so that you can get into a good university. And then you go to a good university and you perform and you do well so you can get good grades so that you can get a good job. And then what? I'll wait. Like, I'm not eating ice cream this time. I Just to think about it. And then what? It's promotion season, right? Like... You go to work and you work hard because you want a promotion, because you want more money, because you want to get more things, because you want to enjoy life more. And I know I'm being a little bit crass. Like, I, I, I know and I understand that that is not actually the case for everybody. I don't mean to imply that it is or that it should be. I just, I'm giving you context on me and my upbringing and how I grew up and I think I know, actually, not I think, I know a lot of people in my community uh, did grow up, and that is, you know, their parents were immigrants, and they had a certain understanding and a perception of society, and uh, they had certain expectations for performance, and they had certain ideas of what success looked like, and it's not any fault of theirs, like, they did nothing wrong, they you know, they moved to Canada because they wanted great things for their children. So they told their children they expected great things or they wanted great things. So they pushed them and there is nothing wrong with that. They did what they knew how to do the way they knew how to do it. Or I think I just said the same thing, but, um, don't, don't take that the wrong way. I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger. I think I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might actually be talking about this too much because I'm so worried that someone's going to take it the wrong way because I have thought about it that way. I'll be honest with you. That's why I'm, I think, being a little bit over the top with this one because I've considered that and I've been upset about that before. And without getting into it too much, I've had to tell myself, you know what? Like, you can't, you got to let this go. Like, you can't be mad at your parents for pushing you. You can't be mad at your parents for, you know, um, having high expectations and wanting you to go to a good university and, and get good grades and whatever. Like, I'm actually very grateful because it's set me up to do so many of the things that I've done. And um, it's taught me so many things, uh, which, again, maybe I'll give you a little context on later. But anyways, um, I was talking about accepting the job offer. So right out of university, when that job offer came, I, I had a little bit of a freak out. I I panicked a little bit because I wondered, like, is this, is this it? Like, when I sign this piece of paper, that is it? Like, that is what I'm going to do for the next 40 years until I retire? And obviously I knew it wasn't that job, but 
this is it, this is life. And I fucked around a little and, you know, I pushed my start date back a couple months because I wanted to travel. I, I thought I wouldn't be able to travel again, like, you know, take a month off and things like that. So I wanted to. And then when I figured out that I couldn't, I was like, well, fuck it, I'll go, go to work. So I ended up starting work a month after I graduated school. And uh, I don't regret that. Um, I, it sucks that I didn't actually get to travel. I really wanted to go to southeast asia i've heard such good things about it so one day i hope to go to southeast asia and do that kind of tour um nicely you know like six eight weeks or something like that um but anyways um went to work and uh you know i i grew so much just i mean consider i was 22 years old and you know i'd barely been outside my little bubble world of um you know staying on quote unquote the the right path of go to school, go to class. I didn't miss class. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I'm, I don't miss work. So, um, very different experience for me. Um, you know, being around, you know, whatever it was hard, bust your ass work and then party hard. Um, anyways, I try to stay on topic here because I can already feel myself drifting and and talking about all kinds of different stuff but i guess what you need to know as far as this context that i'm trying to give in this contextual series about my career life was um i really grew a lot during those years um i I was in the field for two years and i started seeing my current wife um while i was out there so you know we had this you have this personal aspect of my journey that's now changed. Um, and, uh, you know, we did long distance for almost the full two years, so probably about a year and a half. Um, because, um, well, I mean, it is what it is. And, and that, you know, distracts the career and the career distracts the personal, but distract is such an ugly word. I don't know if that's the best word. It's, uh, it's just whatever. It was something else that was going on. Um, uh, let me just think here. There was something else I was going to say about this. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I just I feel like I really grew up. Um, I went from being on relatively irrelevant teams. I say that. I'll say it again relatively irrelevant teams within the company because I worked on the smallest areas with the smallest budgets and didn't get a ton of attention from, you know, the, the, the higher ups because it was small dollars and rightfully so. I'm not upset about that at all, but, uh, you know, worked my way into those bigger teams and got a little bit more of that type of attention and, uh, worked with some, more experienced peers. I mean, I actually fucking had peers as I got into those bigger teams because when you're on the small team, you're the only, you're the only one doing what you do. But then I moved onto a team where it was, you know, three, four of us and you start to learn from others, um, which was awesome. I, I, I learned a ton working with people, not only in the similar role as me, but also similar age group as me really great, uh, friendships and, and, uh, work relationships built there. 
um, which also, you know, lent or helped me to grow professionally and personally. Uh, it really polished my uh, presentation skills, my work habits, um, things like that. And um, still keep in touch with a couple of them um, today. So really good experience there. And um, and then, yeah, I, I, I found that I just was not doing well mentally. I was, uh, I, I mean, I had known for a while. I mean, I'll tell you this. From day one, I knew I didn't love oil and gas. Um, it was never my passion. I never really excelled in any role. I can say that. I, I excelled at tasks or projects. I did really well in, in certain capacities. Um, and I was also really hard on myself, so I'm maybe even wrong about that. I know I did well at certain smaller things, but on a larger scale, I, I wasn't really advancing. I wasn't getting promoted. And as people similar or junior to me started to be promoted, it was kind of like, okay, well, something's definitely wrong. And I had known for years, like, I'm not... I'm not doing this for 40 years. Like maybe when I graduated, I thought I was, but after five, six years, like you realize like, okay, this is not going to be it. Like I've got to be, there's got to be more to life and there's got to be more to my life. I'm going to see to it that there's more to my life than this. So, um, I, uh, I, I started suffering. Um, I, I knew I wasn't myself. I was getting to work late. There was one year that just kind of killed me. I was, uh, I worked really hard one year and just did not feel the, I didn't feel the return on that investment of time and energy. And then I won't get into too much of like the culture that had changed, but the culture had changed as well around me. So I, I'm not trying to blame my external factors, but uh, there was some external factors at play, definitely. Internally, I started to care less and less and less. I started to suffer more and more and more. Um, yeah, like I said, I was getting to work late. I wasn't performing. I stopped even um, really trying. I couldn't concentrate at work. Um, I couldn't get things done. I was starting to impact my team. And uh, I just knew I had to, I had to change something. I had to go. So I tried a few different things. Uh, many different things and talk to different people and some different strategies. And ultimately at the end of the day, it was always the same thing when I, you know, kind of put my head on the pillow and it was, I do not, I can't go to work tomorrow. I do not want to go to work tomorrow. How, how am I going to go to work tomorrow? It was, you know, similar thoughts like that. And that is ultimately what kind of led to just saying, you know what, I can't, I can't. And, uh, why, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? I was absolutely blessed and I am so fortunate to be in the position I was so fortunate to be in the position to be able to make a decision for myself which was I am not going to do this anymore um, not everybody can do that uh, whether from a financial standpoint or just from like a family obligations and a time commitment sort of standpoint I could I was very lucky I was married at the time but a very supportive wife and uh, I just pulled the plug I said I'm out of here and I gave in my notice I think it was three weeks later I was out the door and I didn't have a job um, I didn't have plans but I also had no desire to have a job either so I mean I then I started devoting myself to figuring it out and uh, you know find the passions and find what's next 
uh, things like that. I started with, um, you know, can I take my project management skills that I had acquired at work and apply them to a different industry because, you know, it's a different industry that I'm interested in. And I've looked into all sorts of different stuff from, you know, job functions and different roles within entrepreneurship and um, even roles within the oil and gas industry. Like maybe I was just, you know, not meant to be an exploitation engineer or, uh, you know, that type of asset manager. Um, but it's something else. Maybe it's marketing or communications or whatever. So the jury's still out on that one and, um, you know, still exploring options. And, uh, you know, that kind of brings me to today. I could talk a little bit more about that, but I think I'll leave that those specifics of what I've kind of tried and failed at for another another um, episode. I'm uh, I'll di- I'll dive really a little bit deeper into what I've tried at and what I've failed at and what I've considered uh, considered and uh, written out written off as options and career paths for myself um, in the last year uh, because that's that's a that's another. It's another topic that uh, I'd like to get into um, a little bit more as well. So there it is. There you have it. That's the context. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, I'm recording this July 2019. So, um, you know, lots, there's a long way to go. Um, And it has been a while since I left that job, but, um, you know, it hasn't really been that long. um, If you put it in, uh, in terms of, you know, career progression and whatnot. Um... That, I hope, gives you the context and the background on, on where I'm coming from, for my education and, and professional uh, standpoint. Um, this is the, the probably the biggest reason why I'm, uh, I've come up with this podcast, Navigating, uh, with Zaki Ahmed. Um, it is, the podcast really is just me um, navigating. It's uh, the, the nature of, well, not the nature, it's the inspiration i suppose for for this um I, I was amazed at how many people i've talked to you know in my similar age group and circumstance that have said similar things to me or had similar thoughts and 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 externalized them after i did first um you know what you're so courageous holy shit that's exactly what i want to do oh i did the same thing and now this is where i am here's my story there's a lot of people that I found, I realized after the fact, like, you know, weren't really happy in their jobs and are looking for something more meaningful and, and, and they want to, you know, they want purpose in, in their, in the way they spend their time. Um, that's, I think the bottom line for me is what's the purpose? What, what's it all about? What am I doing here? What, where am I going? When I die, what, what will my life have meant and when I'm on my deathbed, what am I going to regret? And um, I tell you right now, I would have fucking regretted doing that same job for 45 years. And uh, it's not a knock on the company or the job. It's just who I am. Like, I just could not, I could not, I could not imagine being on my deathbed wishing I had tried. Or, yeah, wishing I had tried something else. Um... So, yeah, hell, I might end up back in the same place. I might go back to the entry-level position three years from now or something like that. I don't know. Um, but uh, at least I'll have tried, and that's okay with me. So the podcast came about because, for, for one, I kind of like talking, and I have some silly things to say sometimes, and I enjoy it, but um, I kind of realized that, hey, there's uh, 
this is a thing. Like, I hope, I hope I can bring some value to people as I document my own journey. Um, I'm always, <laughs> I kind of struggle with how to document my journey, whether it's video, uh, pictures and text, writing, articles, uh, or podcast now, and I'm um, kind of enjoying the podcast thing, by the way. But uh, um, I, yeah, I'm just I'm hoping that I can bring you some value. Let me know if I do. Um, you know, I don't know if you have questions. I'm I'm hoping to, you know, find a rhythm and a groove with my podcast where I can um, engage with people as well. Um, and uh, I think that I think that about covers it for now. Um, the only thing left I got to say right now is thank you. Uh, thank you for listening, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, whether this is 2019, you're listening or 2024, maybe it's 2029. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully I gave you some context on, uh, on where I am from. Thanks again.